Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre. With Matt Petrowski, here for just a short time. Live at DevCon. And, and our special guest, Jesse Barnum, Chief God of Three... No, that's not your title. It's uh, President, CEO of 360 Works. What is your title? Benevolent Dictator. Oh, that's good. You totally went up to me. <laughs> I say Chief God. Sure. Well, is there like a secondary God or something? He's got that slot, too. (laughs) (laughs) So I just kind of wanted to talk about impressions, stuff going on, and also specifically, Jesse, talk about some of the new things that you've got, like your new sweet sync thing and what it is and how it works, and let's dive in. Yeah, I mean, the show has been really good. The hotel is awesome. I would concur with you guys on the prices of some stuff in the hotel, but, you know, there's really neat stuff all around the neighborhood here, so it's very walkable. Uh, I've had a lot of good conversations with people at the booths. I can still talk on the last day of DevCon, which is an improvement over many previous DevCons. Yeah, yes. your voice has only dropped maybe half an octave. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a little little scratchy, and I probably won't have anything tomorrow, but I'm still still kicking, still doing it. Every morning when I wake up, I do that. You can call me Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Matt. Yeah. So uh, I, what I really kind of want to know is this, this sync thing and, how you, and what it does and how it works and, you know. The product we have is called MirrorSync. Uh, we released it just a, like a month and a half ago, May 25th, uh, and we've gotten really good booth traffic. Uh, people are very interested in it. Uh, the idea behind MirrorSync is to basically have a copy of your, the stuff on your server, on either your FileMaker Pro running on your laptop or your iMac or your Windows machine, or running on your iPhone or iPad. Um, it's a full two-way sync system, so you know any changes you make on your server will come over to your laptop slash iPad. Any changes on your iPad, you know, remote device will go up to the server and the thing that we're particularly proud of is the setup process everyone who comes to the booth we demo the setup process we take about four or five minutes for a three table related solution to do a two-way sync with container fields deletion tracking the whole bit and everyone just walks out of the booth like that is slick so it was it's been a ton a ton 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 of work but it's it's worth it to like show people at the booth i haven't i haven't seen it yet so because i don't have four minutes to spare <laughs> Except to record a podcast about what I don't have time to actually see. Well, you just you just informed Matt Petrowski that he's got five minutes, so maybe I should inform you that you've got five minutes for the demo. So um, come see it. Done. Okay, so I had a question. Obviously, sync is the popular topic. I mean, we've, John's got his Go Sync. There's a couple others I've seen. I think what would be most interesting for people is what would you say is the main differentiator? What what makes it an a, a appealing syncing process with what you've got? Well, uh, I know John just released a new product on Tuesday, which is, I think, version 2 of GoZinc. I haven't looked at, Go- at version 2, so I, I really want to be cautious in my comments because I, have, I don't know. So I'm going to compare to version 1. Um, it, it, from my understanding, GoZinc is a really good tool um, from Seed Code. It's a really good tool for building specific-purpose mobile applications that are typically a different schema, different than the main database you have running on your FileMaker server. And so they're great for field people that have a specialized application that needs to, generally speaking, push data from the device to the server. As I understand it, that is their market, and I think that's a pretty good chunk of the market. And that, yeah, but no, that's certainly not the whole thing, though. So, so how is yours different? So our focus instead is, for one thing, we're assuming that your tables and fields are identical on the server as they are on your laptop device or your or your iOS device. Um, Another big difference is that while their solution is very heavily optimized for FileMaker Go, we pretty much treat FileMaker Go equally with FileMaker Pro. So we think um, one of the strong use cases for our product, um, while we do run on FileMaker Go, uh, I think uh, 
a really important use case for ours is WAN performance. I actually just was in Mark Richmond's WAN performance session, and people were asking about how can we maybe pull all the copies, all the records off of the server so that we're having to fetch it from the server all the time, and, and sync came up. Um, and so, to me, that is a very relevant problem that a whole lot of people are trying to solve today, and MirrorSync is an excellent solution for that. Uh, it's actually kind of along the continuum of a separation model. So, like, we've got in interface and data separate, and then we push the interface file down to the client, which gives you even more performance because now all the interface and all the graphics and everything load on the client. So now it's actually pushing the data to the client as well. It's kind of the con just another point on the continuum, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with the no device is going to run faster with data somewhere else other than on the device. So it's nice to have it on the device. And what technology comes into play to actually do the syncing? So we've got two ways that we're doing it. Um, and it depends on whether or not you're syncing container fields. For all non-container field data, we're using web viewers. And if you are running, we will work in either FileMaker 11 or FileMaker 12. Um, if you're, uh, we use web viewers. And if you're running FileMaker 12, we also use the insert from URL script step just because it's a little faster, more efficient, um, to do all of the communication of non-container data with the server. It's very, very fast. Uh, we never open the file as a guest to FileMaker server, and we're sending the data up in very large chunks to and from the server, so we're very optimized for large chunks of records moving back and forth quickly. Um, is, it, is it like syncing many times a minute, or what's the frequency of sync, like if you, if you were going to deploy it as a... Um, let's talk about two use cases, maybe. So, like, one use case, it would be like uh, mobile sales reps with Goer Pro in the field on a notebook or on an iPad. And then the other use case would be a really big system that you're trying to solve a performance problem by pushing the, pushing the data down to clients on their machine. So first one first. So, yeah, the, the mobile... First, let me point out one, one point that I didn't quite get to. I remember I mentioned there were two technologies in yes, use. Um, so for non-container data, it's all going extremely efficiently over port 80, HTTP via web viewers, never having to touch the file. If there are container fields, and if those container fields are modified or added or inserted, just for those container fields, we do open the file as a guest to FileMaker server and write those container fields to some temporary tables. For instance, we tell people about that who need to know about like firewall configurations. If you're syncing container fields, you need direct access to FileMaker server. If you're not syncing container fields, all you need is regular port 80 or port 443. So I wanted to just address that point first. Uh, my, yeah, my question was going to be, it does support SSL, not just 80. Absolutely. SSL is fully supported. So for the question about the salespeople with their mobile laptops um, or their iPads, we view this as the perfect case for it. Salespeople generally are going to want two-way synchronization. So they're going to want to push, you know, pull all the new stuff from the server, push the new stuff that they're entering up to the server. MirrorSync makes that extremely simple and easy to set up. I've been in meetings before with people that are trying to pull sales numbers and the Wi-Fi goes down and they're just left empty-handed. So you've got not only speed, but the reliability of knowing that your data is there on the network and you don't have to wonder whether it's a firewall that's going to interfere with your ability to access it. So my question that I was going to have with, re with regards to what comes down, is there, can you pull subsets or is it the whole enchilada? We filter based on record-level privileges. So for a salesperson... You know, if you set it up so that each salesperson can see the account that they're assigned to, they'll pull all of their account information. They will not pull other people's account information. We do not currently offer any ability to custom filter that stuff. So if you wanted to filter based on, like, a status or anything like that, the way you would currently do that with MirrorSync is you would build that into your record-level privileges, maybe create a secondary account for them when they're working offline, syncing, that would apply those record-level privileges to filter the records to, to what they're allowed to get. The second case you were talking about, about like this really big data set, 
we have a very large customer that is kind of in a beta testing. I don't know if they want me to mention their name, so I'm not going to, but I'll, I'll say that they've got... It's Walmart. <laughs> it is... Um, I made that up. I have no idea who it is. It is not Walmart. I can say that. They've got, I think, about a dozen tables, three or four of which are like 20,000 plus records. They have, I think it's like 11 people in different time zones all over the U.S. connecting to a server in Austin. And the performance has been a very big issue for them. Uh, so my contact at the company was telling me about the board meeting where he was showing this to the, to the people at the company he works for. And it was just jaw-dropping when they saw the performance difference between what they're getting every day with what they use compared to what they're going to get with MirrorSync. Um, and so what we find as far as benchmarks of speed is that that solution takes about, I think he was telling me, my contact was telling me it was like three or four minutes for the initial sync. Uh, when you first run MirrorSync, it runs through, scans through all of your records, comparing the local file to your server file to make sure that they match. That process is dependent on the number of records you have. And then after that, it's all just incremental stuff. So it doesn't matter whether you, for, for the syncs that happen after that, whether you have one record or 100,000 records, it's only going to do the incremental thing. So it's going to be very fast, even for large record sets. Does it require, require like UIDs or something like that in every table to track the records? Or I'm so glad you asked that because <laughs> that was really... Re Let me answer the question first and then say why I'm happy you asked. The answer is no. We support both traditional FileMaker serial numbers as well as UUIDs. The reason I'm glad you asked is because it was extremely challenging to get that part working. And not everybody understands the sync problem well enough to even understand why that's significant. The issue that you have is that if you've got serial numbers and, uh, you know, I have record number five and I'm trying to sync to the server and the server already has a record number five and its next serial number is record 100, when my record goes up to the server, I can either insert it as number five, which is bad because now I've got duplicate primary keys, or I can let it get inserted as record number 100. We do the second. We allow it to be inserted with a new record, but we keep track of that so that any change that gets made to my record five will be written to the server's record 100. In addition, and this is the part where it gets really tricky, we update all the foreign keys relating to our record number five. So if I have a contact record that has related phone numbers, when those phone numbers go up, I can't write them to the server as pointing to record number five. I need to rewrite them pointing to record number 100. So that was challenging to program. The good news is we've completely made that simple for the user. All they need to do is tell us which foreign keys relate to which uh, tables if they're using serial numbers. And then that's everything that we need to know in order to make all that happen transparently. You can also use the new UUID function that's built into FileMaker 12, which I believe is a prerequisite for most of the other sync solutions. If you choose to use the UUID function, it'll work fine with MirrorSync, and you can skip that step of having to tell us what foreign keys link to which tables because there's no rewriting that happens on the server. I would love to know, the other big thing with sync is, of course, if there's you've got two sales reps or out in the field who both change the same record, or you, a conflict gets created. How do you deal with conflict? Yeah, that, um, so we just added a feature last week. Prior to last week, the way it worked was we know which record was changed most recently. And we were very accurate on that because we calculate the client's current clock. We compare that to the server. We adjust for that to account for time zones, clock drift, that kind of stuff. So we very accurately know who changed that record most recently. And so prior to version 1.2, we would automatically select the most recent record as the winner of that conflict. Beginning in version 1.2, we now still have that choice. So when there's a conflict, the user can choose to just pick the most recent thing. We also added a conflict resolution screen that pops up a side-by-side um, -side view, color-coding which fields are in conflict, and we let the user pick whether they want to use the server version or the local version to resolve that conflict. 
So that's, uh, I think that was a very big step for us. I think that was a little bit of a stumbling block for some people who liked the idea of sync, but didn't like the idea of having their records overwritten and not being able to see what was happening. So that, that gives people a lot more confidence. It, I, I think about all the different syncs I've seen over the years, and like one of the ones that was really good was when MobileMe or Apple had that one. Like if you had an address book record and it was different, and you, cha- you changed it yourself in two different places. On, and they came up with a thing and said, here's the two records, which one do you want? You just click one or the other. I like that interface and that idea. And it sounds like you have something like that. Yeah, that, that user interface paradigm is basically exactly what we have. It doesn't have the rounded corners and quite the nice look and feel yet of that because we just added it last week. But yes, it's the exact same thing. You've got the server version on the left, local version on the right, color coding to show you what's changed. Pick which one you want. If you, if you can use that address book sync built into MobileMe, you'll be able to use the conflict resolution built into MirrorSync. Does this re- um, require a plug-in for the Pro and uh, server versions? No, there are no plugins required. Um, we're doing everything using the web viewers and the insert from URL. I know a lot of people think of plugins, 360 works. They assume there's some sort of stuff going on there in the client. Honestly, I thought you were using a, a plugin because Java does the processing of stuff like that so much faster, but it sounds like you solve that. I mean, I, clearly, speed's not an issue. It's fast as... We are using Java, but the Java installation is all on your server. So when you, inst- when you download MirrorSync, you'll run an installer on your FileMaker server, which installs a Java application. The Java application is where all of the intelligence of MirrorSync lies. All the conflict resolution, the multi-threading, the handling of the mapping of those IDs, keeping track of which records have changed in which places. All of that is done in the Java application running on the web publishing engine, and it's very, very fast. And presumably 64-bit. It, it works fine either way. So, yeah, we're all set there. And and the nice thing is we've got, you know, one code base between Mac and Windows, so we're not having to worry about Mac bugs versus Windows bugs. It's all running on the same uh, basic code base. Awesome. I'm so looking forward to this. Java and Groovy rocks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is the Java man right there. The last thing that I, that I just need to point out, our setup process is so slick. I, I, I don't want to try to describe it. I'm just going to say that I think... The, the biggest barrier that, that people have when they're thinking about sync is that this is going to be a lot of work to set up. You just need to trust me. Take a look uh, on the MirrorSync homepage. There's a YouTube video of the setup process. There is Anybody can do it. Anybody can set this up. It is not challenging. I'm going to make you show me right now. Let's go to your booth. Sounds good. Let's head over. Thanks for talking to me. See you guys. See you next time. Ciao.